Before we even get into it, I just want to give a warning. There is going to be some graphic content. There's going to be some blood and gore, as well as some blasphemy. I needed to make an expose for this absolute filthy satanic video. Harder than rock. Harder than rock. Harder than rock. All right, welcome to the very first episode of the Harder Than Rock podcast. This podcast is dedicated to heavy metal and hard rock news, history, music, concert, and DVD reviews, events, and most anything that is harder than rock. And of course, we'll play some music too. This is episode one, Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath. This podcast will feature some good hard-ass music. It may be a bit eclectic, but it will be heavy. And keep in mind that heaviness is not just music, it could also be lyrical content. I'm gonna play around with some of the songs, mix them up a bit, shorten them, lengthen them, or mix them, or combine them with other songs. Should be fun. Let's start this off right with some Slayer, with a song, Hardening of the Arteries. Sure, precise. 
important that we get a grip on just how much these satanic bands are attacking our God. Molten Metal News. All right, just a little bit of news for you from the heavy metal hard rock world. Well, the first bit of news ever on this podcast really sucks. Former Megadeth drummer Nick Menza died earlier this May. Of course, many of you know that by now. Nick was the drummer in what was, in my opinion, the best Megadeth album, Rust in Peace. Hell, it's the last good album by Megadeth, in my opinion. Although Dystopia is not too bad. Wow, has 2016 been fucking crazy so far? So many big-time names have died. According to reports that I read about Nick, he collapsed early in his band set. His band is called Ohm, and he shared the band with ex-Megadeth guitarist Chris Poland. Their show was at a club in Studio City, California. Reports say that Menza died due to a massive heart attack. Nick was rushed to the hospital after his collapse was pronounced dead upon arrival. Once again, this sucks. All right, some more news. Ex-Slayer drummer Dave Lombardo will be playing on the new Suicidal Tendencies album. This should be pretty cool, hopefully. Although I haven't listened to much Suicidal Tendencies in several years, their first couple albums were really good. Although Lombardo just finished recording an album with his band Dead Cross, he's going right back in the studio with Suicidal. How did Lombardo get hooked up with Suicidal Tendencies? Well, Lombardo was tapped earlier this year as the drummer for Suicidal Tendencies US tour with Megadeth, and he also went on to be their drummer for the European tour also with Megadeth. So I guess things went well. Now he's joining Suicidal in the studio for their new album. It looks like the album will be out later this summer or fall. All right, let's play some music. The first song is an alternate version of Exodus's Honor Killings, followed up by Venom with a song, Man, Myth, and Magic.
live in a world that loves death and evil. who are rebellious outlaws who continue in their sin and do not repent will end up in the lake of fire Molten metal news. well this kicks ass testament hopes to finish brotherhood of the snake by june fucking killer testament are in the studio finishing their next album hopefully be out by early summer this year the album will be titled the brotherhood of the snake Earlier in May of 2016, Testament entered the studio to lay down some final tracks before embarking on the finishing leg of their European tour this June. The band singer, Chuck Billy, stated that there's a lot going on, touring, writing, and recording, and we're trying to get it all done. We've been working on it for quite some time, and for one reason or another, shows come up or our feelings aren't just there yet. We're at the place right now where we're feeling pretty good about what we have done. I'm really looking forward to this album. Their last two albums have been pretty damn good. And supposedly, uh, according to Chuck Billy, this album was inspired by the connection between religion and aliens. Sounds cool to me. 
All right, our next story, the ghost to release a new EP later this year. Or is it the ghost BC? Fuck yeah, Ghost will be releasing an EP later this year that will help them launch a new stage show. Fuck yeah. Some more new music from these guys is always fucking good. This will be their first release since their last album, which was their third, called Meloria, and that was released in 2015. One of the nameless ghouls said that they will be touring from the end of May until July of 2016. After that, the new EP will be released, and back on the road they go with a new stage show. Sounds like fun to me. If you ever get a chance to see them live, I highly recommend it. They kick ass. All right, it's time for some more music. We're going to start off with Danzig with Hammer of the Gods and an alternate version of Iron Maiden's The Alchemist. This isn't a joke. There is a spiritual battle going on, and your soul is at stake.
Well, no surprise, they love death. That's why they're always using the skulls and stuff, because it's a death cult. That's what this is, this rock and roll industry. Hot or not, it's the Molten Metal Reviews. First album review is Metal Church's XI, which is 11 in Roman numerals. Good fucking news, Mike Howe is back with Metal Church after around 20 years. He was the singer on three of what I think were the best Metal Church albums, which included their best album, Blessing in Disguise. The singers for Metal Church since Howe left have been okay, but they were really lackluster, and it seemed like Metal Church lost their spirit without Howe in the fold. Well, after a listen to XI, it seems that not only did Metal Church find Howe again, but they also found their spirit again. And it's obvious that Mike Howe was meant to sing for Metal Church, and he is the right singer for the band. The album leads off with an up-tempo song called Reset, which has the air of a Metal Church song of the earlier Mike Howe era of the band. Other songs on the album, such as Killing Your Time and No Tomorrow, highlight the band's ability to play and play well. The song Signal Path is a killer tune and very catchy. It'll stick in your head for days. Sky Falls In is a slower song, and it tracks in just over seven minutes. But the ride seems shorter than that. Songs like Shadow and Needle and Suture fit Howe's vocal style very well, and the lead guitar work on these tracks is fantastic. Metal Church plays around with their style a bit on It Waits and Blow Your Mind, but it works and it still sounds like Metal Church. The album ends with the song Suffer Fools, which is the final knockout punch. This album will kick your ass. Old school metal is still kicking ass. I hope some of the new bands will be able to walk in Metal Church's Testament, Slayers, and others' shoes. Out of five devil horns, I give this a four. It's not quite as good as Blessing in Disguise, but it's not fucking bad. Give it a listen. All right, some more music. Let's listen to a little bit of that metal church with the song Suffer Fools. And after that, an alternate version of Early Man's Thrill of the Kill.
making Satanism cool. majority of people are wicked and they do not know God. They are lost sinners. Heavy fucking history. Who was the very first metal band? Well, many have their opinions. But for me, the first band that was truly heavy metal was Black fucking Sabbath. I know, I know, Blue Cheer, Deep Purple, and others played a vital role in the creation of heavy metal. But Sabbath was the key that unleashed the hellstorm. February 13th, 1970, to me, is the birthday of heavy metal. It was the date that the debut album from Black Fucking Sabbath was released. The late 60s and the early 70s was a tough time for rock and roll, and heavy metal began to take shape at the time that 60s rock music was fragmenting and dying. Rock music in the 60s was supposed to be a form of salvation for the youth of the day, but society and rock and roll failed them. The youth were left disappointed, cynical, disillusioned and angry. Sounds ripe for heavy metal. By the early 1970s, Janis Joplin, Hendrix, and Morrison were all dead, and with them they took the generation of love to the grave. In a way, heavy metal serves as an indicator of the death of the love generation and for the 1960s counterculture. Heavy metal, for many of us, exercised the so-called loving, communal, free love, utopian silliness of the 60s and it may have helped exercise it from society as a whole. 
The love generation was replaced by revolts, discontent, massacres, and anything that was far from peace and love. Can you think of a better place for the birth of heavy fucking metal? Now enter Black fucking Sabbath, who flourished in the difficult times of the very late 60s and the early 70s. They were real. They were not pretending to be anything other than they were. They offered insight into the problems of the day, but did not give the answers to the test of life at the time. They left that up to the individuals. Black Sabbath's first album was a welcome reprise, and the album did well right away, and it even made it to the British top 10, and it was there for several months. Although they were tearing it up in the UK, their entrance into America was delayed due to the Manson family murder trial. So they canceled their 1970 American tour, and that was a smart move in light of the extremely hostile climate in the United States towards dangerous hippies. Black Sabbath's debut record still charted very high in the United States, with sales of over 500,000 copies in the first year alone. In late summer of 1970, due to the high sales of Sabbath's first album, Vertical Records rushed Sabbath into the studio to record another album, which interrupted their almost non-stop touring schedule. It took Sabbath just over two days to record what may be the most iconic heavy metal album ever recorded. That album was Paranoid. Paranoid set the bar for all metal to come. And as most of you may know, the album Paranoid gave us the metal classic Paranoid and the songs War Pigs and Iron Man. My question is, without this album, would metal be the same as it is today? Probably not. All right, next episode, we will go over some more history, some more Black Sabbath, Priest, and so on. All right, some music. Let's start off with Black Sabbath with Electric Funeral live and then White Zombie's cover of Children of the Grave.
No, you're clueless and have no idea that there is a spiritual reality. And this stuff is in fact invoking demonic principalities in your life. They sold their souls for rock and roll. All right, the end of the first podcast is here. I really like talking about heavy metal, and this has been a lot of fun. And I hope you like this very first episode of Harder Than Rock. Oh, yeah, and thanks for listening. If you have any questions, concerns, comments, ideas, and so on, please email me at dannonpodcast at aol.com. That is D-A-N-N-O-N podcast at aol.com. And keep an eye out for the next episode of Harder Than Rock coming out soon. And if you'd like to, check out my other podcast. It's called Against All Gods. It's available on iTunes and on Podbean. I'd appreciate you subscribing to both if you like the podcasts. Until the next episode of Harder Than Rock, cheers. I'll leave you with a little Satan's Prayer by the band The Ghost.
be a creep.